was a real fan of like the walk off sea dude in Zoolander. Like uh <laughs> like I love she, that. Like I we saw it uh, it was back when uh the the budget it was the budget mall like it was the dead mall with the the dollar theater in it so we fucking like that that's where we saw zoolander on like a saturday we paid like three bucks and fucking got to see that shit and um yeah that and like billy zane was in it <laughs> yeah that was the best part too of that walk off that out of nowhere billy zane's there david bowie shows up right yeah david yeah as the fucking ref yeah that's so good <laughs> And then it's good, man. that movie just came out of nowhere, dude. Like, and it was just so original in terms of its comedy, right? That yeah. it wasn't trying to get the like the cheap laugh. They actually like had to write the stupidity. You know what I mean? They had to come yeah, up dude. with like, how are we gonna make this dude so like just dumb, you know, and like <laughs> illogical? And that that takes fucking that takes a lot of brains like to write comedy dude yeah like to write good comedy that's fucking tough dude like anyone yeah, can probably absolutely. write like you know like a decent little you know fiction about whatever a little quick little like horror story or ghost story or something right but mm-hmm. like to actually get laughs from like text that's fucking that's when you know dude that uh, <laughs> you got that gift well, I mean- yeah, it's just like, uh, oh man, and rest in peace, Jerry Stiller too. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, since we last recorded, we lost Jerry Stiller. We lost, uh, fuck, we Carl Reiner just passed. Carl recently. Reiner just passed. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I'm not forgetting anybody big, but um, yeah, man, like Zoolander's a great movie. Jerry Stiller's my favorite part. Uh, you you know this especially well because I I couldn't stop quoting that fucking. <laughs> it's a it's a casserole, Sheila. It'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> I got two words for you Zip disc <laughs> I'll just put it in a tub Or I'll heat it up when I get home That was great He was wearing those big ass fucking glasses too Yeah That shit was hilarious Maury Ballstein bro like, uh, <laughs> Yeah that was his name remember Oh my god that's right And then his whole shit was his prostate He's yeah. like oh it's slow pee Slow pee <laughs> Fucking Mugatu. Yeah, dude, Mugatu. Fucking uh, the the latte shit. Yeah, he. <laughs> it's the same face. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, and derelict my balls, Zoolander. <laughs> it's such like a it's a zany movie, dude. And like it's you're right. It's just good comedy. It's good eat like. It's it's so genius in retrospect too. It's not like mean comedy either. It's no, just like yeah, cartoon it, stuff. And yes, like, you know, exactly. Like, it's like very slapsticky. It's not aiming yeah. at anybody. It's not taking anyone. You know, it's not making fun of anyone. Pretty much. It's yeah. It's, in fact, that's why I said like, like it's it's such an original kind of like comedy shtick that they just had to like be geniuses to create this shit, dude. 
Yeah, like <laughs> Owen Wilson too, man. And Owen Wilson, he did you know that he's gonna be in that Loki series for Disney Plus? Is he really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He finally got he, in, dude. He finally got yeah, in. Yeah, he's they they don't know what his character is, but they they say like so the big theory is like Loki is imprisoned by this like time police, basically. Yeah. And so, so the big theory is like Owen Wilson's one, like one of the, you know how there's always like an interrogator kind of character, you know, bouncing off of Tom Hiddleston. So like, yeah. that might be, and then, but you know, it'd be great though, if like Loki transformed into Owen Wilson. <laughs> hey, listen, as long as he says, like, yeah, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Like he, you know, he just like shift, like shifts into Owen Wilson, like in universe. That's Owen Wilson, you know? Oh man. I but speaking know, of man, Marvel this, too. Did you hear that, yeah. that, that that Marvel fucking acquired Alien and Predator? Yeah, we're going to get some Alien and Predator comics out That's of this. That's pretty dope because like, usually we had them for DC. I know that. And then they also yeah. showed up in the like in the indie labels too. Yeah, I think it was – I think they last for Dark Horse, I yes, believe. Yes, yes. Yeah, there we go. Dark yeah. Horse. That's the one. That's a good label too. Yeah, I mean Dark Horse, like they gave us Predator comics in the first place. Like not the first place, but you know what I mean where it's like they just kept them going. Dude, you know? the, the one that I remember most and I still can't find the fucking second half of that story arc to see how it finishes um, is – Batman versus Predator. Oh, uh, so man. yeah, so fucking uh, in the when they first meet, fucking Predator pretty much is like Beta Jays. He beats the shit out of Batman um, to the to the point where Batman has to come back and he builds this fucking armor like suit. And I don't know what happens next. <laughs> that sucks because like you. You want to go in and give the win to Batman, of course, because it's like it's Batman and but predators are a, they're a race. They are a race of hunters. Yes. So one one could lose. But at the same time, if there's any character that's as prepared to handle everything, you know, like as adaptable as like, you know, fucking skilled in in stealth and murder and like, you know, like it, it would Batman be Batman is right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. But like, you know what? Batman guys as beat though, so yeah, like I mean, well legit, deserved, like dude. he he got fucking his as beat. But you know what though, Batman always lives and learns, right? Yeah, so that's probably what it was. Is Batman got like he he got he gets the run back, like he he wins in the run back, dude. Like he gets it. That's Fuck what it is because Batman Batman has to prepare, and he wasn't prepared for the Predator. He was, you know? <laughs> and you know he probably had a montage <laughs> somewhere in between, just like Rocky. Yeah. So like it's definitely one of those Rocky oh, moments so, where he gets yeah. his ass beat, and then he's like, you know what? This is Rocky three, pretty much. So yeah. he, he gets his ass fucking beat, right? <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? I gotta go back to my roots. I gotta strengthen up. I gotta build his armor suit, and then go hunt this fucking Predator. Yeah, dude. That's I don't need this fucker in Gotham. He's like wrapping his chest in bandages, and it's like hearts on fire. (laughs) Yeah, man, dude. Speaking of Batman, guess what, Arturo? So the the big the big report, like the big thing, like of course this could all fall through, right? So. The Flash movie, it's still going to happen. So it's still Ezra Miller, still The Flash, which is good because, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman did so well for them. Like, fuck it. Why not? Why not yeah, try it with it. the guy they already have? I'm right? glad I'm glad they brought it back because I heard they were going to squash that idea. Dude, yeah, it's been they've been wanting to do it for like basically since Justice League came out. When did Justice League first come out? 
fuck, like, dude. It had sixteen. It had yeah. I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, like right? four fucking like 20, yeah four years ago. Yeah, they've been wanting to do Flash ever since, and so now the thing is, the, so there are big two conflicting rumors. The spicier one, I'll go ahead and talk about first because why not? So the it's report and basically like he's in talks. So Michael Keaton is coming back to play Batman, Bruce That's, Wayne Batman. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> in the Flash movie, yes. That's still. I remember reading the news a while ago, and it's still very hard to believe that that's right. actually going to fucking happen. Yeah, and, like, the – so the the details have been coming out ever since, and, you know, some of them are, like – some of them are a little more this could happen more than the others. Like, one of, so one of the things that, that was confirmed is that he will be in costume – so it, so he is gonna he is gonna be a like he is gonna be a Batman you know what I mean so like so they and it hasn't been confirmed which Bruce Wayne so they could ultimately be like it's this older Batman that's just there in this Flash universe you know what I yeah, mean yeah because obviously whatever. they're they're gonna have to toy with the Flashpoint paradox yeah so that's the other story so like that's the thing that's where people are like is it gonna be flashpoint because the other big thing okay so with michael keaton his thing is if he like if he comes on he's gonna be like a mentor character to like basically get them to to the next whatever crisis and you know it's dc who knows it could be crisis he could be tim burton's michael keaton batman you know and he could just be they could just bring that universe into this one imagine like imagine they fucking bring back michelle pfeiffer dude and fucking they danny devito back and they could go the extra mile because it the movie's already connected with the tv show because the tv show had its own crisis and in that had a had a ezra miller flash cameo like tying it into the movie universe because you know, it's crisis it's that's multiverse pretty awesome shit. that's awesome so you could easily do that the other way too do one of the tv dc guys in there do do TV's flash and throw them in there for a second and everybody will freak out because that's that's multiverse stuff. And so that's the thing. It's get, he gets them to whatever. Like he's their Nick Fury. He's like so, getting the Avengers together, the Justice League together. Like that's the big room with Keaton. Yeah, that's all well and good. But we want to know when is the release? Exactly. Like that's the other thing. Like because the other half of the story is Flashpoint Paradox mm-hmm. and that Jeffrey D, Jeffrey D. Morgan you know, he was Bruce Wayne he in was. the Bat B. Yeah. So they were, it was going to bring him as the Flashpoint Batman. Like, as the, as the, what's his name? Arthur Wayne or Walter Wayne or I forget what his name is. Yeah. I forgot what his name was, too. Brian Wayne. <laughs> it's a Juan Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Juan Wayne. Juan but Wayne. Yeah, that's the other thing. But you're right. Like, at the end of the day, all this stuff sounds cool. And Michael Keaton, of course. But then, uh, that's exciting, right? Like, I know some people were like, oh, he's 60 something years old. So what? He can so? Put him in a it's a suit, fucking dude. movie. <laughs> yeah. The, like, who cares, dude? He like, looks good. Come on, dude. And it, come on, it's a movie. So you need his face, is really what you need. You can have stunt doubles galore for when he's in the suit. You know what I mean? Oh, but, absolutely. like, you know, I want to see Bruce Wayne, the Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne, you know, because that, I think, honestly, is. It has to be my favorite Bruce Wayne, you know, is, is Dude, the Michael Keaton Bruce I, Wayne. I the, 100% agree. The Batman. Like, no, no, I was going to say that, too, because his Bruce Wayne is good. It's his Batman. That's like it's it's debatable. Yeah, his, his I, Batman is very, very comic-y. 
you know? Yeah, because when, when carving out, like, his silhouette, his everything compared to the other ones, in terms of Batman, I personally give it to, I say Christian Bale. Yes. Honestly, because it's between, like, my top two in terms of Batman, it's between him and Ben Affleck. You it know? sucks and, that we don't have more to kind of quantify yes. Ben Affleck's performance. You know what and I mean? that's that's why he can't get the top one. Yeah. Because he's just to, not yeah. in enough. He's only in like three things as Batman. It's that and Suicide Squad. It'd be, but you can't like you can't look at those as you like can. this is you his can. Batman. He yeah. doesn't have enough screen time to actually, you know, get in the conversation. Cause what? Because Keaton had two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Two full movies. He right? had two full movies. Affleck yes. never had a full movie. He, he, Bale he had, had his own Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Bale had three. I mean, even George, what George Clooney, George Clooney only had one, right? He had Batman and Robin. Cause and like forever, that was forever one was, too much. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Val Kilmer had three and he had three, just three then. Right. Val Kilmer no, had uh, one. Well, yeah, Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, sorry, Batman part Forever. Three. Yeah, part three. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very good, sir. Very good. But but in terms of like Batman, that's not a bad one. I mean, it'd be it'd be even better if they were like Christian Bale's Batman. But who cares? Like like if it's a crisis that Flash like Flash starts, then fuck yeah. it. Like just just show just show that Bat Cowl just fucking like because he died in his universe. Remember, like his Batman died, quote unquote. Hold on so a second. Like, just before we continue about Batman, uh, let's yeah. just uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Dude, folks. I got, I got excited, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some Batman stuff to talk about. I just want to get the introduction out of the way. So, uh, welcome, <laughs> folks, and uh, and thanks for joining us on episode uh, thirty nine of uh, the official Court Feed Podcast, The Morgan. With me always is Mister Nick Valdez of ComicBook.com. Howdy, Tex. Howdy, Arturo. How you doing? I'm doing good. And we're talking Batman real quick before we get into some good stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, I was just going to say, like, um, I dig Batman forever. I like the Batman movie itself. I don't like Kilmer as Batman, but I like yes. the movie itself. Um, yes. I wish it was it was a bit different for Keaton in terms of his performance. But the movie, I think, is honestly overshadowed because of the Riddler's performance. Um, yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Dude, he, he fucking carried that movie. And uh, yeah, because Tom Lee Jones wasn't even that good. Dude, it's because Tom Lee Jones, I don't know why he said yes. Because he's never been like, he's never good at being goofy. He can't like, even think, smile, dude. Like, I don't even know the last dude, time I've seen Tom Lee Jones smile. He does it. That's why he's like a good straight man in terms of all the stuff he's in. Like, you know, everybody else is wacky and he's like the, the wet blanket. And that's why it's funny. <laughs> you know, he's the fugitive he's, hunter. Like, yeah <laughs> like yeah like he's you know in men in black he's the stoic one in fucking space cowboys he's the serious one in like uh man of the house that's the whole idea is man of the house is actually yeah. my stealth favorite you know? oh yeah because <laughs> the texas longhorn cheerleader thing and he's like a house <laughs> like he's the house guy or i forget what he is but I, i've never guy. seen the movie but i know he's like the like He's like, uh, you know how dorms have those yeah. people who, uh, I, for- I forgot what they fucking call them. Yeah, this whole thing is like, because they're like witness to a crime and he has to like protect them. Yes. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, so, but that's what you're saying. Like that whole, the, like the package and the movie yeah. was good. Exactly. Besides like, you know, even with those smaller elements that didn't work, the overall package was worth it. Yes. I think and so. And 
I completely agree. But, you know, and getting Michael Keaton back is huge. Like, I don't care how old he is, like legit. All he needs to do is stand there in the suit. If he pulls out, like, seriously, if he comes out with the Tim Burton Batman suit and it's like, and it doesn't look weird in fucking 2025 or whatever the fuck this movie comes out. <laughs> Who knows when it's going to come out? <laughs> well, because that's the thing, too. Even if it came out tomorrow, Arturo, like these theaters, you know, it's going like you've been keeping up with what's going on, right? Of course. Um, there's been a lot of um, a lot of back and forth between the movie theaters and the openings mm-hmm. of theaters. Um, I know just recently um california closed them before they even opened them (laughs) um and um so for example um amc they wanted to open the theaters right and then um they uh had this little like pretty much they sent out an email to all their like subscribers and all this shit and um it gave guidelines and all this stuff how they're gonna just Mm -hmm. um like i think 50 percent capacity at first with like the seats apart and shit like that. They were going to control the seating chart in a certain way. Um, but then uh, they pretty much said, oh, yeah, also, you don't have to wear a mask inside. And then they just got roasted th- that yeah. entire day by Twitter and every social media. And then quickly the, the following day, they were like, oh, never mind. We're good. We're going to take it back and you have to wear a mask now. Yeah, and, like- and honestly, we've spoken about this before. And Mm. it's just, you can't get me into a theater, bro. You can't. Um, Absolutely. There is, we've discussed this. What movie would it take us to get back into theaters? We've said, we've spoken about this before on the previous episode, you know? And there is no real movie that is actually worth watching in theaters during this time. Um, it's, It's not worth it. It's not. Especially after you've seen all the guidelines. You know what I mean? Like all the cleaning guidelines. Um, The fact that so much cleaning has to be done is like, you know what? I would rather not um, add to their mess that they have to clean every time. And it's it's bad enough they have to spray down the seats every fucking like thing. I was reading an article where the people – it's like outside contractors who come in and they spray the seats um, after every show. And these guys aren't even wearing – proper uh, you know ppe or anything like that they just have their mask and uh, like a hat or something but this is chemicals and it's like listen i don't want any chemical around me or my kids or my wife and honestly we keep saying it we need these movies thrown to vod they keep pushing them back even as yeah. we've as we spoke tenant was supposed to be released um i think next week um originally yeah, right then, like july 7th yeah, or some they, shit like that First, yeah, first it was like July 7th, then they bumped it two weeks, and now they bumped it again till like, now it's like August 28th, yes. something like that. Same thing with Mulan. Mulan hasn't been outright canceled, they they just keep bouncing it back too. So it's like, just fucking, like, just give it up already. Like, again, it's over. <laughs> I agree. Um, in I, terms- I heard the bell, man. <laughs> ding, 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 right? <laughs> But honestly, it's a missed opportunity for a lot of these growing media companies or not even growing. I'm sorry. These established media companies uh, because the growing ones like, um, you know, like Netflix and stuff like that, they are doing their best to push the content out. But okay, so text like, for instance, the established companies like Disney, this is a big opportunity for them um, to kind of use their platform of Disney Plus release Mulan on Disney Plus. If they do that, yes, they're going to lose money because they're not going to – first of all, they have to stop thinking they're going to recoup any loss, right? Because if you want to recoup a loss, 
schedule it for 2021 at least. Don't keep pushing it back and pushing it back because that's just that's it's not fair to the movie. It's not fair to the fact that this Mulan version was going to be this crazy different kind of thing we didn't even expect. You know what I mean? There was no fucking right. Mushu. You know what I mean? Um, and it was supposed to be this big event. But now it's kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, who cares about Mulan now, you know? Um, yeah. it, it's to that point where we kind of forgot about it and we don't care anymore. So um, that's yeah. on them for kind of pushing shit back. So, for instance, since this is Corpse Feed, we, let's talk about some horror movies that should have been out right now and we should have already spoken about. Spiral. I haven't yes. heard a single thing as to when that's going to get released. Yeah, it got it got bumped to twenty twenty one. It did. Yeah, that's yeah. Fucking lame. Um, how about? Did you hear about um, a Candyman? Well, I don't know because they so they released a trailer uh, and like a, a, a one for like uh, during the Black Lives Matter. Like it's so I know it's weird to say because it's like there's still the movement going on. Yeah, but like there was a time where it was at its peak in terms of like social media and stuff like yes. that. Like you know, uh, I I hate to say it, but like it's it you can't argue that it, it's gone down in the last few weeks. You know, ever since but, it's tempered like, a little bit, unfortunately. But yeah, yes. But when it was at its peak, we got a new trailer from uh, Naya Costa, the director. She it, well, it wasn't a trailer; it was just like this, like short little animated thing. Yeah. With like tying in the events of the Candyman legend, where he's like killed by a bunch of angry white people, and you know they put the hook on his hand because you know, it's like, oh, you slept with my wife or whatever, and then they like put bees in his head or some shit like that. And it's uh, crazy shit. They basically, <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, fucked no, they, up. They, well, yeah, that's the legend yeah. from the original one. Yeah. Like they brutalized the fuck out of yeah. him, and but then like then it's like some slavery thing or whatever. But the whole idea is like that kind of violence is still happening now, and like that it was like this animated thing just tying it all together to like current day themes and shit. Like it's cool shit, but then no release date. No You're release right. Date. Like there's no no release date update. Like it's still slated for like September, I think, like that. Like and, from like the last time it was pushed back, but that that's another one where it's like just put it on VOD, like that's it. Yeah, like I understand, you know, business and money. Trust me, I get it. But there comes a time where you have this piece of art, right, that is just gonna start aging, and you don't know if the release of that movie at that the initial release of that movie. Right. For that point in time, it could have been significant. You know what I mean, for whatever was going on in the world, who, who the fuck knows, just random shit. Right. Or like, for yeah. example, the release of Mulan was going to be the first um, uh, real big Disney movie live action in a long time. Right. That got lost. And the fact that Mulan having an all Asian cast was a big thing as well, because it wasn't going to be fucking whitewashed. So people were yeah. like, okay, great. Disney's doing the right thing. Cause even the director was Asian as well. Right. Yeah. So they had everything like all the dominoes in place for this kind of historic kind of release. And that's been fallen by the wayside. I think by pushing that back and pushing that back and what these studios are doing, they're losing whatever excitement, whatever hype that we had for any of these movies. And honestly, um, a lot of them are going to get lost in the mix in 2021. If, because remember there were movies re- slated for release already in 2021. You know what I mean? Right, so by pushing right. all the 2020 shit into 2021, yes, we win, right? Because of all the fucking, of the saturation of all these movies now. But in terms of 
the product itself and the impact of the movie on the audience, that's definitely going to fucking get lost in translation and lost completely to anyone who even kind of wanted to see the movie. Um, this is yeah. why I think they should have released it on on their platform, like th- especially because there's so many um, platforms now. Um, it's been like a pandemic of fucking streaming platforms, you can say, you know, uh, that ever since the pandemic started, they've actually upped their game in terms of streaming. So this is why we got HBO Max. And this is why mm-hmm. we finally got um, like a lot of others uh, – content in the streaming platforms and you see everyone pushing the streaming platform you see commercials kind of like just advising to just use this streaming platform so if you had if you had disney plus you need content artemis file ain't gonna cut it i saw it the other day it was pretty decent right but you know mulan would definitely get people to your fucking disney plus you know make it worth it it sucks that they are doing this, and I'll see Mulan when it comes on POD legit, because <laughs> you you ain't going to yeah. see my ass in the fucking movie theater, dude. Yeah, I mean, like you said, even if they open, like, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's not. It's like, because, you know, Honestly, Mulan, yeah, not. Mulan is big for a number of reasons, but you're right, like, it's still not a movie I'm personally going to go fucking, like, I needed to go see. In a, in a regular world, of course. Like, I'd see it just because, you know, Listen, whatever. It didn't know but, fucking like, Dark Knight, all right? Yeah, now it's, it. now it's like, now it's legit, like, now now that every time going out to doing one of these things is definitely, like, risking it. You know, like, it's a huge ask. Like, it's a yeah. huge risk. So it's like, it would have to be worth that risk. And nothing from that slate it was worth it. Marvel, like this Marvel stuff, if it ever comes out, like it, the stuff that in like 2021 and even the shows, like, they should have released this? Black Widow on Disney Plus. I'm telling yep. you, man, like it's 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 bad enough that Black Widow came years after it was supposed to be out. Right. Yeah. It's like they screw Scarlett Johansson. It's like, yo, she's a good actress. Give her her own fucking movie. And they were like, oh, Wonder Woman did well years after fucking Black Widow was actually introduced in the MCU. And they were like, oh, I guess a woman, you know, a female led, you know, um, uh, superhero movie can actually make money. It's like, you guys are fucking stupid. Like now, because now look, now look, right? <laughs> you yeah. had this there and now you pushed it back to next year, right? Or some shit yeah, like that. It's- it's so dumb because it, it's she. She's like over here getting Academy Award nominations and shit. No respect, dude. That's that's so absolutely done. That's and so they kill off her. Like they kill her off. Like for for what? Just to up the body count? Like that's, I guess, but it could like kill, it should it should have been Hawkeye. It really should have been Hawkeye, but then because they wanted to do that Hawkeye show. But then I'm like, you, you did a Black, done a Widow, Black movie. Widow show. Yes, exactly. Oh, so it's, like, it's so you stressful. Did, it's like, why would you why would you not kill Hawkeye? And if you want to do the show, just do it like before he fucking disappeared and shit. Do the Ronin years. Like, that's what we'd want to see. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because honestly, that is what we want to see. I don't want to see him as back as teaching his kid how to fucking, you know, shoot an arrow yeah. straight. He fucking cares about that. Give me the give me the point where he picked up a sword, bro. All right. Shove, like, I want dude, I want to see that. 
Absolutely. Shove his kid in another show if you want to fucking do it. You know, have, give her an episode where he shows up in a flashback or something. Pay him his money to show up for do one day of filming. You know, fucking <laughs> here's a cameo of him teaching her how to hold the bow. You do one of those scenes and then and then she's like it cuts back to her. She's like doing the breathing. He teaches yeah, her or whatever. And that's a and then, quick feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Do. Yeah, it's, do like do like uh, Star Girl or Jace, and like kill him off in the beginning, you know, and then that's it. Uh, like, speaking of Star Girl, are you caught up on Star Girl? No, not with the latest Ooh, one. But man, it goes it goes back to the DC shit because while while Marvel's sitting on its shows for Disney Plus, right? Like, where's Wanda? Where's WandaVision? Where's where's uh, Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon? Where's fucking the other one? Yep, and then all they this announce- hype. They announced all these other shows they want to do, like Moon Knight and She-Hulk and fucking Miss Marvel. But it's like, where are the other fucking ones? Like, <laughs> Mo- like, of like Moon Knight. Like, before you even think about giving me fucking Moon Knight, you better give me WandaVision. All right, because dude, think about it. WandaVision. Yeah. You have two very talented actors. You have Olsen, yeah. right, and you have uh, Benny, right. And, like, you got the original fucking heroes here, right? Like, it's wild to think about that. These people were actually – they're Hollywood actors. They're not TV actors. And now they have them in a fucking TV show. Fucking put it out there, especially now when we need content. Like, dude, like, we're dying for content. We're going through content like fucking water, but we need more content like it – like, we need water. In our bodies, yes. you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's why where DC's kicking in because you know you got Star Girl, which is probably my favorite of like these live action shows. Well, then again, it's the only one I've seen from them directly so far. So it is at the top. Uh, it is at the top for sure. It's I, I, they've been. You can tell they've been tweaking their their stories and they've oh, been tweaking formula? their production like and their formula. Yeah, because um, okay. like for example, Titans. I, I've seen Titans. Right, yeah, that I, was their that was their first big one. Okay, yeah. so I fl- I kind of flew through the first season. It was okay. Um, it was actually surprisingly good. Um, okay. I liked all the characters. Um, I, I liked the choices for the actors for the characters. Um, I liked the story. Um, it was very Raven centric, but you know her name was Rachel. Um, she she doesn't use Raven yet. Um, okay. but um, but the story pretty much revolves around her. And like her father, who we know is Trigon, Trigon, is looking for her, which is pretty cool. So they get into that kind of story, and um, and she has this vision of like you know like of Dick Grayson, and this is how she gets you know to meet um, Robin, and then through these journeys, Starfire comes in because she was um you know she's looking for her she has amnesia and she doesn't know who she is, but she knows that she has to help this girl, right, and then. They meet Gar, you know, which is Beast Boy, you know, because yeah. he helps her out. It's it's really cool how they all kind of organically kind of just come together. But where okay. it, where it honestly lost me, I think they tried to brush it. I think too much. Like they they call each other Titans at the end, but it was it's never mentioned like that before. You know, like oh, like it's something. It's like why would you say that now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So like I would have liked to have seen maybe a uh, a filler episode with back. You know, with uh, with backstory for the what happened to the old Titans since they were already a, a, like in existence. Um, right, because okay. for uh, for example, Jason Todd is in there, right? 
So Whoa, at one point, okay. Jason Todd goes, Titans are back, bitches. Right. And it's like, oh, but where, where, were they ever here? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if this is this universe you're introducing us to, I'd like to know a bit more about that. And, and, you know what? and they kind of force that Titan label there without kind of explaining it. That's what you're saying. I think you're right in the fact that they're figuring stuff out and they're improving it over yeah. time. Because after that, they did Doom Patrol, which is like I hear nothing but good things about because it's like the team stuff. It's the same thing. Where it's yes. Like the- they had an episode of Doom Patrol like with the – so in, a, in, uh, in this universe, Beast Boy lived with the Doom Patrol like in their um, home. Yeah, because that's the way it is in the comics. Yeah, so that's cool. Because yeah. the doctor saved Beast Boy, right? Because he got that that like you know virus in the Congo and shit. Because he got bit by a monkey in the Congo. Remember, like yeah, some yeah. like wild, crazy like ape in the fucking Congo bit him, and he was sick as shit. And this doctor saved him, and the same doctor saved the lives of these other characters that are in Doom Patrol. And those characters are super dope. So I can't wait to see that season. Of um, the actual show itself, I, I think it, it should be pretty fucking fun. And season two just came out. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like they're figuring stuff out, and then like, then now we have Star Girl, which is it fixes the problem you were saying about like introducing this world because that's where it starts us. Yes, like it starts us in this world. Yeah, and it, it's the it complete like it's the answer to what you were saying before, where it's like, where are these other things? Well, it's like okay, well here's the JSA. Whoop, they're dead. Big, like, that's not a spoiler at all. It happens in, like, five minutes. Exactly, like, right? Like, yeah, the whole thing is, like, JSA was there. They were established. They're this thing. They they have their own, like, enemies. And they all got they all got killed. And then years later, now it's, like, this young girl who may or may not be fucking Stargirl's daughter. Because that's the thing. Now there's doubt. Yeah, like, I, I was just going to ask you. Do you think um, – I don't no. think that's her father at all. No, no, of course Joel not. McHale. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the like that's what threw me off a little bit, Joel McHale, because yeah. like it, it was a little because he's goofy. You he's know? a goofy you can't dude. I was surprised about that too, honestly. You, you can't you can't take him seriously because he's always so sarcastic in everything, you know. So it's like he, he, now he's tr- now he's like a hero, hero, you know. But but whatever, it just it. I don't think he's like she's his daughter at all. Like because no. that's that's gonna be an end of the season reveal, you know. Yeah, I can't wait though. But like, but also it, like it doesn't make any sense because she says, "Oh, but my dad disappeared on Christmas Eve or whatever," but. My thing is, wouldn't her mom know who the dad is? You know, would there be pictures of your father in the house? Yeah, you and know? wouldn't like, wouldn't she have an inkling of what who her actual dad was? Yeah, if she knew like, like if her mom's telling her when the dad died, like exactly. She would, like she would have some knowledge of who her dad is, even as like a child, child. Because she wasn't know? a like, baby when when he died, supposedly, right? And on top of that, it's not like the way she made it seem. It feels like he was present in her life. So how can you just forget what he looks like or something? Yeah, right. Like that's what I'm saying. Because she sees a picture of Starman. Like she sees the picture of the JSA and stuff. Like <laughs> so, so it's like and he doesn't wear a mask or anything. So it's like who? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't, I don't buy that at all. It, that kind of annoyed me. But like in terms of other stuff, like in terms of the world building, we get this town. It's a little Blue bit Valley. weird. We get Blue Valley. Yeah, bro. like Icicle. A guy named Icicle is the coolest dude in there. The like, coolest fucking guy. Who would have thought, dude? DC's coming in where Marvel, Marvel's lacking. Fucking all Martin. these big companies are lacking because it's like. It, 
it's Netflix giving the content, you know, because they put that Eurovision movie out with Will Ferrell and oh yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't but, seen know, it. it, but it's Real? content. Like it's- yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> something to watch. Oh, you know what I did see on Netflix with my wife the other day? Uh, the Wrong Missy. Oh yeah, with David Spade. Yeah, um, it, it's very cringy, you know. <laughs> it's That's a very David Spade. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cringy kind of comedy and shit. Dude, remember when we tried to watch JoJo too? <laughs> oh my god, we couldn't. <laughs> crackle, man, free Crackle movie, JoJo too. We made it a big deal to watch it, and we made it what, like ten minutes in? I think. Yeah, we made it. We didn't make it that far, dude. I think. Yeah, I think it literally was at that opening scene. We we're like, we can't do this, man. It's like, yep. <laughs> um, this is why this is JoJo too. Yeah. But um, God. yeah, it, it was very cringy. It was. Uh, it became. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't terrible, but. Uh, Man, comedy is kind of cringy. You're like, oh man, these situations, um, very kind of little Nicky esque kind of comedy and shit. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you gotta leave that shit in the 2000s, man. Like it's little Nicky doesn't hit like that. It's only it hits because it's nostalgic hit. You know, it's like at that point, it's because you're laughing because you found that funny fucking 20 years ago. You know, listen, I but, saw uh, little Nicky once in theaters, and that was enough. <laughs> but uh. On Netflix, they did a new Unsolved Mysteries. So in the credits, it shows like the silhouette of Robert Stack. Remember? Oh, like, oh okay, okay. Yeah, so it's it's cool. Like they they pay that little homage to him, you know. But so they give the you same, like a, like a Hitchcock a, a Hitchcock kind of like silhouette of the guy. Yeah, because they show the logo and it's the classic font logo. You know, they didn't change it, and then you nice. see like his his like silhouette in the back. But it's kind of whack because there's no host. Right. So and there's like so there's no host. So there's no narrator. And now it's just like people talking to the camera and like talking about like the story. And it's just kind of laying it out as to the people. It's not like you watch Dateline and like uh, my mom watches a lot of Dateline and I like it, too, because there's a narrator telling you the story. You know, yeah. there's there's someone there's someone there keeping you along and being guiding like, you. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you then you get the interviews from the people and all that shit. But like um, in this new one, it's just people talking to the camera, and like it's it's whack. Like it's it's disappointing because like uh, there, there's there's not like two stories in every episode anymore. Yeah, because oh. in the old ones it was like multiple stories. Because that's mysteries. Like it's mysteries. You just, you just brought up some like fucking memory. So, Unsolved mysteries, dude. So so fucking so I was I was about eight nine maybe. Um, me, my parents, my brother, we were uh, doing a road trip down to Disney World, right? So mm-hmm. my dad was the only driver, right? So, you know, he, he got tired and we stopped in some little fucking town in the Carolinas called Santee. And the only place was like this barbecue place across like the street from the motel and shit. So we got some barbecue and, um, you know, we, we go to the motel, get ready for bed and shit. It's on the TV. So, you know, me and my brother had our own room. My parents had their own room and shit. So we were watching the TV and Unsolved Mysteries comes on. Nice. And there there was this fucking story, bro. I'd never fucking forget this shit. It was a story, <laughs> right, of like some – like a black widow type of woman, right, uh-huh. who kind of like just goes from man to man and shit, right? But instead of like – like she had like some kind of powers, right? She was like a cat lady or some shit. Right, so okay, so the so in the story, right, you know, because like it's like a dramatization and shit, right? So they go and you know she's 
on a date or something like that and they're you know they're fucking like talking and shit right and then all of a sudden he turns her around and her eyes are fucking like cat eyes bro <laughs> and i freaked the fuck out dude i was i you know i freaked the fuck out and i couldn't sleep that night bro dude that's amazing those fucking eyes dude and, yeah. and they don't know and they don't know what happens they don't know what happens. Yeah, it's, an, it's an unsolved mystery it's an unsolved mystery <laughs> <laughs> you, you know uh <laughs> you know, is it an unsolved mystery arturo uh, fucking final girl summer. <laughs> oh my goodness. It has been quite the summer. Yeah. We have tried to uh, bring you guys some cool content this summer. We know it's, it's kind of shitty out there. There's not much new content in the horror world. Unfortunately, mm. there really is like nothing out there in terms of like good movies. There's a lot of movies here and there on VOD, but I personally honestly don't want to waste my time with shitty movies. Sorry, I'm not going to sit down and watch, you know, movies I've never really heard of. Um, and, like, the if the cover looks fucking shitty, dude, I'm not going to even pay attention to it. Because there's a lot Absolutely. of shitty movies on VOD. And honestly, like, my time is precious. Everybody's time is precious. So you don't want to sit down and even waste, like, 90 minutes on something that is going to be absolute trash. So I'm not going to waste my time reviewing shitty movies. Let's just put it Absolutely. out there. Um, because like I thought about those things, I'm like, oh, I can watch these movies and review. I'm like, I don't want to sit down and watch these movies. They look like fucking trash. So we decided to just kind of go back and and bring you what we love about horror, the, the Final Girl theory, right? That um, um, pretty much at the end of every horror movie, there is one strong female character that lasts until the bitter end. Um, right. and we always say here in in Corpse Feed that um. You know, we enjoy movies with strong female leads, and that's what this summer is all about. We're just going to talk about, you know, strong female characters and uh, solid actresses and, and great actresses who have played awesome parts and memorable parts. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about Melissa George. This fine actress from Australia has been in a bunch of... A fucking solid horror movies. Um, you might recognize her most famously, I believe, maybe from 30 Days of Night. She was also in, in Turistas. And she was also mm-hmm. in fucking... What else was she in? In A Lonely Place to Die. In Triangle. In the Amityville Horror Remake. She's been in a shitload of fucking horror movies. And she always lasts till the end. Um, yeah, and it's, she, yeah, it's it's wild because you wouldn't... Ex- She's not the kind of actress you think of immediately when you think of like horror actresses, you know? No, and, you really don't. Yeah. But she is fucking solid, dude. Yes, like she yes. has, she can like convey emotions with her face super well where you know when she's happy, you know when she's scared, you know when she's angry. Um, and she emotes really well. Um, it's just kind of shocking how surprisingly well, like I, I remember seeing her in 30 Days of Night. And I was impressed by her performance. I was, especially with Josh Hartnett, they had great chemistry. Um, And then I saw her again in Triangle. And I was like, oh, you know, here she is again. Another horror movie. Then I saw Mm -hmm. her again in Turistas. I'm like, oh, here she is again. I'm like, holy shit. And even in Turistas, I think that was one of her earlier ones too. She isn't really the main character, but she 
finishes being like the main character. Um, and that's how, yeah. and that, and that's how kind of strong I think her performance was. Cause even like it just looks like that movie. Um, it seemed like it was going a different way. Even in writing, you, you can tell like, wait a minute, we have this actress here who's definitely going to lead the pack. So, you know, in that story, they made that character to be the final girl in that movie. You know, because of the actress they had. And uh, in Triangle, for example, um, it's this movie that the synopsis absolutely does no justice to the actual movie <laughs> itself. It's uh, it, it just tells you some like people get on a yacht and shit happens. Um, but it, in reality, spoilers, uh, spoiler alert all evening long, pretty much it's like a time loop movie. It's a crazy time loop movie. So the yacht, it's sailing into this crazy electrical storm. Right. So yes. this wild electrical storm kind of just like deads the fucking wind, period. And the, and the guy who's been out in sea, he's like, you know, like an expert kind of sailman guy. He he's freaked out a little bit. He's like, wait, that's weird. So this storm is in the fucking, you know, is in the background there in the forefront. And um, they fucking have no choice but to stay there because there's no wind. They can't move the boat anywhere. And um, because it's an electrical storm, the boat it has an engine, but it's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, they get engulfed in this fucking storm, and the boat capsizes. They lose one of the passengers, and then they're stranded on this boat until this huge cruise liner shows up out of this fucking fog, right? And it reminds me a little bit of Ghost Ship, right? Because it's like a cruise yeah. ship, a legit cruise liner. Yeah. I kept so, thinking about Ghost Ship the whole time. <laughs> like, ghost Ship, Ghost Ship. If anybody knows Ghost Ship, it's for that one scene only in the ballroom, the dude. Fucking, yeah, the fucking uh, the mud vein scene, and like it's legit because it is also has one of my favorite kill scenes ever with that wire that goes across but, the dance floor. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and the fucking ooh, it's such a good like. Ooh. It is and good. Then, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to talk about that movie after Final Girl Summer. We're yeah, we're gonna have to uh, just. We, it's a whole. We're gonna do a whole episode of that one scene probably because like it's legit. Ghost ship's only like ghost ship's not good. <laughs> no, it's I'm not. Distracting you. I'm distracting us. But yeah, bad. ghost ship is but not like, good. But anyways, um, <laughs> we definitely will talk about ghost ship uh, at a later date. But um, yeah. yeah, so they get aboard the ship, which is absolutely deserted. Right? Yeah, they find out it's deserted, and they keep hearing something like there's somebody on the boat right so, so they're searching yeah. and searching for this person and all of a sudden like this guy comes in right one of the of the of the group right it comes in all bloody hole in the back of his head right and goes towards Melissa George's character and just immediately starts choking her out right like just yeah. totally like is about to just fucking strangle the shit out of her and she manages to just put her a finger in the hole in the back of his head which is dope and you know he just fucking kind of dies uh, so and then she runs to this theater where she sees this guy who was shot and the other people in the group they're, they're like oh you bitch it was you you fucking killed him you killed him so she's like what are you talking about i didn't kill anybody and it turns out yada 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 right because it's a lot of this going on it's um it turns out this storm i've been trying to honestly piece together this movie because <laughs> they don't put it i mean it's it's well structured to the point where you can figure out what's going on right in, in terms of the story but they don't give you a clear reason as to why everything's happening. 
You know, like why yeah. is it so pretty much so Melissa George at first discovers like um, that there's a person on the boat shooting people. It turns out it was it was her right in like yes. a mask and shit. So this person who she killed just now and threw over the boat, her her other self told her if they get on the on the boat. You got to kill him to go home. So that was left on her mind. So pretty much what happens in this movie is you see kind of like a mental breakdown in her character because she has a son, um, like a mentally ill son who she says is in school and, and her son is waiting for her. Right. So she is kind of she gets this mentality and that message. Hey, if they board the boat, you got to kill him to go home. So she figures out that this is like a time loop that you have to kind of trick into going home. Right. So every time they would die, the loop would start again and then it would start again. So copies of her would be running around doing this crazy shit. Right. And then she, she would be coming up on a pile of bodies of the same person because that, that person always died in that same spot. Right. So yeah. this shit happens. It's like it's really cool how they actually structure it. And you can get really lost in a story like this. And I think they do a good job and actually um, – allowing you to understand what's going on it's not like you're hit with all this time shit back and forth because you're with her you're with her uh, Mr. George's character the whole time and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because she has no clue and as she unravels it like you're like oh shit like you and her are the only ones that know what's going on in the movie and and I think that that was well done by the director um and it dude like the ending is fucking crazy because she Jumps off the boat after killing everybody, right? And then uh, she lands ashore. She finds her way home, right? To find herself in the first scene of the movie, which is like, holy shit. So that's what happened in the first scene. Like, For instance, in the first scene of the movie, she hears a knock on the door, which turns out to be herself. And uh, uh, she, she apparently in the movie, she's a fucking shitty mom, dude. Like, legit. She plays a shitty mom. Like, it's crazy. This is what I'm talking about. Her acting is so solid. Because when you first see her in this movie, um, she looks like – she looks tired. She looks kind of out of it. You know, um, she looks like a good person, a person who doesn't look like they have any kind of, um, you know, not mean. They're not – they don't have any, like, issues with them. And then as you go on, like, her – her mental breakdown, you're like, wait a minute, like, what is going on here? So she kind of plays that very well. Um, as the film goes on, her personality kind of changes bit by bit. So even when she finds out that she has to kill these people to go home, she gets in this mentality like, wait a minute, I love my son. I need to see my son. I have to kill them. So she gets into that mentality and then she gets another breakdown like, oh, this is not working. And you get to the end of the movie where – she, you see how she really is with her son, total bitch, right? She goes like, oh, why you got to be such an asshole? I guess you got that from your dad kind of shit. Like, I was like, wow. I'm like, damn, Melissa yeah. Jordan, I never, I never see you this fucking mean before. Um, and then she, real, her other self, who's looking at her first scene self, right? It's like, shit, what a shitty mom I am. I'm over here crying, right, for my kid. Um, and, and here I am, a shitty mom. And then we find out that the shitty mom took her kid like um, – so, okay. So, at the end, she goes in the house, right? She kind of wants her son for her for her, for her her version, right? Saying that's not your mom kind of shit. And she actually kills her first sequence. And she stuffs her in a fucking duffel bag, puts her in the trunk. She's just driving down the coast, right? 
Um, a bird hits the car. The son freaks out because he's like autistic and he sees blood and he freaks out, right? He's like, blood on the screen, blood on the screen. And she gets into this fucking accident, dude. And then her older self comes out of the trunk from the duffel bag. It's on the floor. Her son's dead. And then you see her other – the the last version of herself looking onto the accident. Going to the dock that's going to the ship. So you're yeah. like – wait a minute when did the loop start because you don't know when it started because it's like wait a minute so now she's going to the dock to get on that boat is like when the fuck did the loop start like that's why at the end of the movie you're like wait let me stop let me to fucking analyze this shit but honestly like it was it's a dope little movie it w- i was unexpected when i saw it on netflix when netflix actually sent you dvds and shit um yeah like i saw it there and i was surprised i was like oh shit and i was surprised by her range you know and she shows pretty good range again in uh in a lonely place to die uh yeah. where you know she's this tough Rock climber, which fucking rock climbers, man. To be honest, like she was really the only good actress in yes. in that movie. Cause like that's, that's the thing, like That's all well, you really needed, though, yeah, you know? Cause yeah, because you really only needed her. Cause like so th- this movie makes a big deal about like introducing this young actress as like Anna or whatever, like as like this child actress thing. Cause the, the whole thing is like these people are climbing a mountain and then they come across like they're going through this trail and they come across this pole in the ground and they hear a noise and then they open it with one guy makes me laugh though because i'm like this is probably the smart thing to do because it's like i didn't know what kind of horror it was yet you know and, <laughs> and like he has this stick where he's like we don't know what's in there and i'm like yeah That's probably exactly. the right move you know Fuck yeah you don't know what kind of like thing is down there yeah it could sound like a banshee girl or something who knows man yeah yeah it was like this crying girl and then they they dig they dig her out it's this little girl in this box that they're it's keeping her in this box she's speaking like croatian and i don't know where it's set it's like it's set like Somewhere in Scotland, I think they said, right? Like, I think it has to be somewhere around those areas because yeah. everyone's speaking English. And, yeah. And the cop in the movie, like, like looked like a constable. So it has to be, like, you know, in the UK somewhere. Yeah, because, like, the whole thing is, like, she's speaking Croatian. And so these people are just trying to get her down the mountain and to this town to get help. You know, and while they're getting help, these people who put her in the box in the first place just start hunting him down for, I don't know, I did appreciate the fact that they were just killing everybody as like, yeah. a, who cares? That you know, was I did like where I did like the fact that like one of them just shot into an open crowd at like that parade that they were in later. Yeah, the guy with and the I'm big like, face, that, right? Yeah. And I was like, that's cool villain stuff. You know, it's like, fuck it. They're killers. That, why not? That was... The- the Michael Myers of the movie, that guy. Fucking, yeah. like, he had to be thrown out a fucking window for him to stop. Oh, and his death, too. Oh, my, my back hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, like, that's basically the base idea of it. And you're right. It only really needs her because it's, like, it's her and that little girl. But the little girl's trash, dude. Because it's, like, she, you know, I, I have higher standards for these kid actors now, you know. And it's just... It, you, she only has like one bass scream. I don't like it, her scream sounds the same every time. And yeah, like, compare she looks, this. She didn't look scared enough. Yeah, know? and like her her scream sounded fake. You know, and when you hear the same tone, because it's horror. 
You know, in yeah. horror, you got You got to do the screams. Like, you got to be a scream queen. You know, and this goes for children, too. And like, I'm not going to say the language barrier because it's like it's a scream. You can do different tones. Exactly. And different like, like in different perform. Like, you know, you can inflect with screams like people. People do it all the time. Melissa George does it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you got to You got to add those little flavors to it because that's that's how you tell us what how how. That's how we see how someone's feeling. It's the yeah. same thing with these child actors. You know, these like it's it's higher quality now. That's just up it is. And you know, it's probably because this movie was what? Um when was it made? Like twenty ten or something? It has to be something in the like early two thousands or early teens, right? Yeah, Let's but see. like that's but that's what I mean, like and in terms of like yeah, movie making Oh Jesus! In in terms of like movie making, it's like it, there's a lot of weird stuff in it. Like a lot of weird. Like this is my first movie, and like <laughs> I'm putting all these like slow motion effects in. Yeah, gonna... they really tried hard. They went hard yeah. on the fucking on like the action cams in the forest, yes. trying to like like yeah, I get it. you're trying to be cool and shit, but I don't think it needed that kind of handheld kind of sequences. Yeah. It's, I think it's because, not an action movie, you know? Yeah. And especially because the sniper was, you know, uh, stabilized and steady in one place. I think it, it wasn't like you guys were running in a forest shooting at each other, you know, like John Wick and shit. Like, you had one guy running, and then you had a sniper, you know, on a, on a fucking rock perched there, just shooting. He wasn't running at you. You could have definitely had a view from the sniper with the guy running in the woods and him kind of just clipping him, you know what I mean? And you could have had the guy running, right, just do like, the you know, the regular running shots with, like, you know, the bullets flying by. But, like, they tried a little too much. And it's funny because uh, it was, like, right smack dab in the middle. But you, you never saw anything like that again in the, in the rest of the movie. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so they were like, okay, yeah, that didn't work. One thing that did work in terms of visuals were, like, they got really good fucking mountain climbing shots, man. <laughs> yes, that that's the Fuck. other thing. Like, in terms of, like... I was really into it in like that first 30 minutes. You know, yeah. The it, it was like you know, there's stuff that always bothers me about these like stuff like this. It's when people don't seem like they'd be friends in real life. Like or it's it's like these these characters don't seem like they'd hang out. You know, yeah, they're all yeah. kind of dicks. To, they're all kind of dicks to Ed. You know, like he's just <laughs> saying stuff. You know, and and they're like it, I got pissed off later when they like when he's like, "Oh, uh when he recognizes that she's speaking Croatian. And he's and like, I only like, know how to say threesome and, you know, something like, like that. Oh, you, and they're like, oh, you dick. And I'm like, what did you expect? Like, he said he didn't know. Like, what did you it's want like, him to yeah. do? Suddenly translate? I was like, you're, you're calling him a dick just because he didn't know Croatian. I'm like, yeah, you didn't know he... It seems like, like there's that. like an age thing there, too. Like, it seems like they're yeah. like older than him. and He's like a kid. You know, yeah. um, but you don't. But he's the one that like legit fucking comes through big time. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Legit. But that whole movie, man, it's uh, it's cool the way they get you into it, man, because they get you into it with the rock climbing right off the bat. Like you have yes. uh, Ed fucking like not focusing and shit. And he kind of almost dies in the beginning. You get uh, right? what's that Stallone movie? Fucking cliffhanger. It cliff- yes. It's cliffhanger, cliffhanger right? bro. Yes. yes. Dude, I had the Game Boy game, bro. She was. Dumb heart, bro. <laughs> and that's yeah. what it is. Like that first thirty minutes is cliffhanger, and it's good because what was the last cliffhanger? You know, like <laughs> you know what? I actually know. Um, have you seen Vertical Limit? 
No. It's with uh, Robin Tooney and Chris O'Donnell, right? Their uh, father, like, dies climbing the Alps or some kind of snowy mountain. And then they um, – oh, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't die. They're trapped. Someone's trapped or some shit. And they're – dude, like, I highly recommend it if you want to see really awesome, like, mountain climbing kind of ice climbing shit. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Like, a lot of cool moments where, you know, you, you – you got to use your mountain axe, you know, the ice pick shit to grab on and nice. like, you know, avalanches and shit. Dude, Vertical Limit was surprisingly good. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. Like, I was really hooked that first 30 minutes. It was like there was one point where she's like climbing, a, like climbing down the devil's drop or whatever. Oh, my God, like, dude. They're like, it's 500 feet. And she's like climbing down. And then there's one part where it looks like someone's chucking rocks at her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, it did look like someone's just throwing rocks from the top. And now we know. Now we know why. There was someone throwing rocks down from the there top. There was somebody yeah. throwing it, rocks from the top. And yeah, you know so, what's funny about that, too? Like, that, like again, a, a testament to her acting when – She's running out of rope. You know, yeah, she feels it, and she makes you feel it too. And you're like, "Oh my god, there's no more fucking rope." And they do a good job, the the filmmakers, of actually showing when, if you see her hand, you see that there's kind of no more rope, and that the rope is like done, pretty much, um, uh, in terms of length. And then how that moment that she has to kind of convince herself to kind of hold on here and kind of get to the side of the of the fucking mountain. She's like, fuck, 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 fuck. And she has like, she's just terrified. And she's holding on for dear life. And she sees her fucking friend just drop yeah. on the side. And I was like, holy shit, man. And uh, it's, she does a good job of just kind of showing that fear of like, hey, I'm, I'm afraid of this climb. But then she shows more fear of the, hey, my friend is fucking dead. And he's supposed to be the expert climber here. Right? What yeah. the fuck? Right? So she's freaking out. And then, like you mentioned, she thinks the rocks are falling naturally. Right? And one of them actually dings her on the fucking head because you think it's cool. It's funny because, like, you think that she's going to make it somehow um, across this rock, uh, you know, across this mountain. You think she's going to traverse the mountain and get down because, you know, it's. It would seem to be that way, but they actually were like, yeah, no, fuck that. We're going to hit her in the head with a rock. <laughs> and uh, and she falls right into the fucking river. And, like, after that, when she sees that the cord was cut, like, she gets into, like, this panic mode, which she does in, in like, all her movies. Like, this, this mode of acting that she does that you know that, wait a minute, I'm scared. I'm, like, in danger. I'm hurt. By the way, she gets hurt. In all her fucking movies, which is dope. Yeah. So she, yeah. you know, she definitely passes the court feed test for that. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, she has that emotion where like, okay, I have everything against me. I'm scared, but I have to get this done. Every time you see in her movie, she has that. And you see that look in her face, like that determination. You see it in Turistas when she knows like, wait a minute, I have to, you know, swim under this fucking cavern shit, you know, to get to the other side. You see it in fucking 30 Days of Night when she knows that that Eben is like a fucking vampire. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. You see that in in Triangle when she figures out that, wait a minute, I'm in danger over here, but I have to get home to my son. I have to do something. You see, like, she's just, like, she's just solid. Like, if you get Melissa George for one of your thriller horror movies... You're guaranteed to get a solid performance from your lead actress. This is why, 
we're celebrating her. Just like we celebrated Jane Levy, another person who who passed the course free test of, you know, of paying the price in her movies, right? You know, these solid actresses who do a good job of just giving us real powerful women on screen. Um, and like I said, I honestly even think, I can't think of a horror movie besides Thing, uh, The Thing, uh, where there's just a bunch of men just trying to like live. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where I'm where I'm invested in a male character and I actually want him to live. You yeah, because like when it's, a, when it's a male character, it's always like an action movie or like, yeah. you know, because it's always like, oh, the man's fighting and it's action. But when it's a woman, it's automatically horror. But like, but that's it's, that's the case though. Like, it, it's a lot of bad shit, and that's why we need more women just doing it in general. Because like, that's yeah. that's that's a perspective that we don't have, and like, that shit's gonna be dope, you know? Because yeah. they they can see shit that we can't in terms of like, because like it's it's just, that's where the final girl shit comes from. It's this woman exactly. be, fucking being hunted down by shit, and like, it, yeah. and that's why. Uh, the only place to die is that's where it kind of falls apart with me where it turns into a horror movie he's like in terms of like as a nature thriller it's pretty dope you know and then then it turns into like oh this is it's not nature horror it's horror horror but then it's not horror horror it's like this crime story or like and it's, and it's funny didn't ed call it too he yeah. was like yo maybe we're fucking up some shit over here that like maybe we're making it worse. He fucking said it word for word. I'm like, he knows the plot. <laughs> that's, that's exactly yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened too. And that, that's it, 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 it a lot of an exchange. That's a lot of Melissa George's movies too. Like a lot of her characters get get themselves into their own shit. Yeah. You know, like like Teresa's. Like they didn't have to vacation somewhere and go somewhere they didn't need to. You know, Triangle. Like she didn't need to fucking fly. Uh, Swim to the Bermuda Triangle and shit. She needed to sail into it. Fucking. And in this one, she needed to go mountain climbing <laughs> or dig up the kid. Like, come I on. know. You know what's funny? Um, she actually had a show on Showtime. I'm, I'm sorry, on Cinemax called Hunted. Um, it mm. was about this, like, uh, agent, right? Like, this, this, like, spy agent, pretty much, who had, like, amnesia. And it was about her trying to regain her memory and shit. It was pretty dope, actually. It's on demand. Somewhere. Well, good, good for her. Still, yeah. still churning it out because, like you said, that was that was honestly that was years ago. I haven't seen her in anything <laughs> recent. <laughs> well, good for her for having a career in the first place. Hey, you know? She has a legacy, she, right? We're talking about yeah. her, right? Yep, absolutely. My favorite uh, movie, just to kind of wrap this conversation up, because we've said mm-hmm. all we need to say about Melissa George, how awesome she is. Um, Thirty Days of Night. That's my favorite Melissa George movie. Um, I just think oh, it's it's weird. It's underrated, it, in my opinion. Is it is it your favorite? Because I know we've we've talked to Thirty Days a Night before, but like, is it your favorite because Melissa George, or is it just because she? It's a good movie, and that's the thing, right? Because in terms of the movies she's been in, it is the best one, you know. Yeah. And but is it great because she's in it? Like, is it the best? Like, uh, it's I good because it's good because she definitely amplifies it. You know, right. overall, it's a well done movie. She definitely is not a bad choice for that character. She keeps it going, especially in the. Okay, so her role is definitely a supporting, like the the definition of supporting character, right? So while Josh Hartnett is doing his thing, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, he kind of puts her responsible for the people, the survivors that are there. So she has this role of of being a leader. With the survivors while Josh Hartnett is over trying to be a fucking vampire and shit. 
Um, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a it's my favorite movie of Melissa George because she, one she's good in it, and two it's a good fucking movie. Um, I agree. Rotten Tomatoes didn't think so. What's funny about that triangle? I think is her highest rated out of the ones we're talked about. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. because of the concept. Like it's you know it's a time loop. That's neat. Because it's like it, it, that's why everybody praised that Looper movie, even though like I don't like Looper. Me neither. It's, oh, it's not a good. good yeah, no, it's not a good movie. It's just I don't I, think I never so got, either. Like, What's the big I never hype? got like the remember Joseph Gordon Levitt got like big for a while. Like the only thing I really liked him in was fucking what was it Maximum Rush? <laughs> Max, I haven't seen that, but that looked pretty dope though. Dude, he's like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> He's a bike delivery guy, dude. Like he's dope. Yeah. He's a courier. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's yeah, a dope yeah, movie. yeah. He's a bike courier. Yeah, he was good at Inception like, too. Uh, so, did you know they're bringing Beavis and Butthead back? I know. I'm very excited. I was yeah, telling right? one of my buddies. I was telling one of my buddies. I'm like, hey, it's time to kill some brain cells the old fashioned way. Watch <laughs> Beavis and Butthead, dude. So, what we what? Okay, so Gus. Uh, Gus was telling me that his favorite part was the cartoons, but I was saying that like the cartoons weren't the good part. It was the commentary that were good. So what do you I, think, Arturo? Where do you sit on that? I loved, 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 loved the music video commentary. Honestly, this is a good segue into music and stuff like that because um, I want to talk about some things. So Beavis and Butthead is the reason why I, I have such an eclectic taste in music. It's the reason why I got exposed to different kinds of rock. It's the reason why I got exposed to other kinds of genres of music. They played absolutely everything on Beavis. They did. Everything. Yeah. Even if it was shitty. They would play it and then they would talk trash about it. But then you were like, oh, if you liked it, you liked it. If you did it, you would talk trash about it. But they exposed me to a lot of different music. Like Jane's Addiction. They had uh, the infamous uh, Jane's Addiction Big Caught Stealing video. Uh, they done uh, um, others for like Beck Loser, right? That was yeah. one of them. Uh, the list goes on, man. Like it was just so many. Like it was great to see because you would get them – watching a music video that was a smart way of mtv to keep their music television thing going too because they would sneak like you know like half you know it wasn't full i don't think it was full music videos it was like about a third or two-thirds of a song um yeah it was like it was like a minute yeah yeah it was was like a minute minute. and then they would do commentary if they dug it it would stay for a a little longer than a minute and they would talk about it if they if if they didn't like it it would change it and then another music video would start um and and it was a good kind of breather in terms of like the little you know shorts that they would do because obviously they're shorts you know they're they're short um episodes they're like the actual episode it's like an adult swim show but they crammed the music videos in there and i think is genius unfortunately the newer version, I think, when it came back um, on FX or wherever it was, no, I don't it was think MTV it had music again. Videos. Oh, they but did it have music videos? No, so it was like MTV projects. It was like Jersey Shore and like some oh. web videos, maybe. But like it was, yeah, dude, it was whack. Like, and now it's coming to Comedy Central. So who yeah. knows what the what the deal is going to be there? But like, I I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the commentaries that make it or break it for me, you know? Because the cartoons, Honestly, yeah. Beavis and what butthead are like it's one joke, you know, it's one joke yeah. forever, and yeah, like, and that's, that's why, why that one though. joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's why the commentaries are funny because it was like you know it's just the like the personality of like it's improv shit, you know, it's because they go just, because they go like. Uh, 
but <laughs> you know yeah, it, so that's it stuff like and, then, that, and, then, right? and then that's the joke and then you're like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah because yeah, you said but <laughs> yeah because it, it always felt like these dudes were like dudes you would hang out with you know it's like yeah, if you and true. i were sitting in a room like that's the kind of stuff we'd say we'd be like hey let me like hey arturo <laughs> be like yeah, I'd be like, look, there's a butt. And you'd be like, huh, butt. <laughs> but that's, that's what I mean. That's great like, about uh, the movie, too. Beavis and Butt to America. When yeah. They're taking, uh, when they're driving, when they're in the bus with the nuns and shit, and they're driving down, and Beavis is, I mean, uh, yeah, and Beavis is uh, just mentioning all the different names. Mititsi. Like Titicaca. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, the, the movie's legitimately good. I like the movie. I agree. Oh, my God. Siri. Oh, Siri fucked up again. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's why the movie's legitimately good. I like I like the Beast of Butter movie. It's good. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens when it comes back. We'll Arturo. see. But yeah, dude. Like I was saying, um, I hope they have the music videos because honestly, it was a way. Um, it was a way for me to get introduced to a lot of things that I was not able to be exposed to naturally. Um, as I've said before, you know, I'm an immigrant. My parents only like their Spanish music. So it's not like they're playing ACDC and fucking Metallica at home. So Houston Butthead was a great kind of window to like this world of music. And this world of music lately has been kind of disappointing. It's uh, It's been a little eye-opening, um, everything that's been going on here in this country, let alone the pandemic shit. So it's uh, it's myself have to ha- have had to analyze certain things that I listen to. Uh, for instance, we had this conversation about Slayer and how Slayer are just, you know, fucking racist, period. Um, so I don't I don't listen to Slayer anymore. I legit skip their songs when they come on random. So it, uh, it starts with uh, what I listen to. My wife made a good point that I, um, for one, listen to the music first before the lyrics. And it was just true. I'm a, I'm a guitarist. I play guitar and bass and stuff like that. And um, the music always comes first. But it's time to just kind of start analyzing everything around the music, too. There's a lot of things that are said in these songs that are just not. They're, they're not acceptable. Um, Slayer stuff, for example, they sing a lot about, like, the Nazi stuff and, um, you know, the Holocaust and, and like, you know, certain figures, Third Reich and all this stuff, their imagery is all about that. It's problematic, you know? Um, it's good right. to step back and just kind of view everything from this world, this unbiased world where just because something sounds good doesn't mean you're just going to like it, you know? It's good to just be like, wait a minute, what do they stand for, you know? Um, right. it's, it's, it's time to stop kind of just accepting these artists because their art is good. You know, if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of fucking shit. Um, another example of, of some eye-opening stuff is um, Phil Anselmo, the singer of Pantera, right? I, I knew um, several years ago he did the Sikh Isle, you know, the Nazi symbol, uh, the Nazi salute at, at um, a Dimebag tribute concert. He was fucking loaded. He did the fucking Nazi salute um, and they got it on camera. I was disappointed. I stopped listening to Pantera for a little while. But honestly, Dimebag Daryl is one of my favorite guitarists, so that's why I always go back. Um, but then some more stuff came out recently because everything getting exposed. Um, people have been sharing experiences. Like, for instance, one person um, who was like a concert worker or something like that was just had this terrible experience with Phil 
um, where he pretty much said he was a racist. Um, and there was another instance where he was on stage and he legit um, was saying, you know, if you're white, you got to be proud and all this other bullshit. Um, so, you know, it comes time, you know, to kind of grow up and just just read the tea leaves. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's good to it's good to like music, but it's also good to understand, you yeah. know, um, what are they saying? What is their message? Yeah, the lyrics can be about a certain thing, but like, hey, like, I get it. But why do you have to go that route with stuff? You know, you can't you sing about other things? Can't you write about other things? Like, for example, Black Dahlia Murder, they write about horror and fucking, you know, like uh, Black Dahlia Murder and like fucking Castlevania and vampires and werewolves and, and witches and shit like that. That's the shit that I like, you know, not songs about fucking, you know, Holocausts and like Nazi and Third Reich and and just the symbolism, for example, that Slayer uses is all fucking Nazi symbolism. Um, so I also um, back to Phil Anselmo. Uh, so I, I'm pretty much going to stop to listen to Pantera um, mm-hmm. because it's just, you know, um, a Dimebag served his purpose. I, I will remember his tunes. I will find a way to listen to his solos without having to listen to Phil. But uh, I know that he had no part in writing the music. It was Dimebag. But uh, it's time to stop to listen. It, it's time to stop and listen to, you know, music that is very negative and music that comes from negative people. You know, a lot of people are turning a blind eye and a lot of people um on the corpse feet site itself on the on the facebook site on the socials they turn a blind eye because oh pantera is awesome slayer is awesome it's like yeah but it doesn't give them the right to say what they say in public um especially in, in a public forum like there's they're like yeah you can think let them think what they want to think yes yeah i get it like tell them to think it and not say it and shut the fuck up and don't put it on the on the internet you know what i mean it's it sucks. It really sucks. As a metalhead, you understand that this community, especially as a brown dude, this community is primarily white. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's an accepting community, I have to say, honestly. But there are a lot of people that are just fucking just not with it, man. A lot of people is just naive. A lot of people that just want to spew hate. And that's not cool. A lot of people, like I was saying, want to turn a blind eye because the tunes sound good. It's like, no, like we have to be better than that, man. Just because music sounds good, you're going to support it. You're going to support it like an outright racist. That means you're a racist. That means you're cool with that. You know, right. I'm not cool with that. Corpse is not cool with that. You know, my kids are not cool with that. My wife is not cool with that. You know, like I have to be a better person for my kids. You know, everything we're doing now is for them and and it starts with us it starts as me as a parent how can i say hey this 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 and that and still listen to fucking slayer you know what i mean yeah it's like oh dad but slayer you know but slayer this you know like it's it's obvious shit and um i i just wanted to say that here on on the podcast because it's been very disappointing to see a lot of people just be fucking outright racist you know um you don't want to you don't want to accept it you know, but, you know, I was never in denial of it, but it's been super blatant now more than ever. Um, and it sucks big time. And a lot of people got to fucking check themselves again. Keep your racist shit off my fucking page. If you're down with that racist shit, fuck off. I don't need your follow. I do this because I love it. I have fun doing this. Um, I don't do this for the follows or for the likes. If you like what I do, if you like what I, what I post and share, fantastic thank you so much i appreciate it but if you're 
a fucking racist and you have a problem with the fact that I support brown culture and black lives and other kinds of subcultures, fuck off. Like, seriously, just shut the fuck up and just go away because that is unacceptable and you are part of the problem. Um, and it sucks that the horror, uh, that the metal community is like this. And it's been very eye-opening. A lot of people are not as accepting as you would have liked. But, uh, but yeah, and, and also, wear a fucking mask, all right? Like, there's a lot of fucking stupid idiots on the fucking Facebook over here talking bullshit. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm like, yeah, tell that to the 100,000 plus people, 100,000 plus families that have lost loved ones. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I'm thankful for all those smart, educated people on the website, you know, liking the content. Thank you so much again. Thank you for just being a good person in general, because this is honestly what it's all about. And this is what it's all it's always been about. So just being a decent fucking human being. And a lot of you seem to not want to be one or are just not one. Um, and we're not having that here at Course Feed. Over here at Course Feed, Black Lives Matter. We're all inclusive. We love all people. We try to have fun. We always try to be safe and just fuck off with that hate, man. Like, it's no room for that shit, man. This world has too much shit going on for all that hate spewing, man. People are legit dying left and right. And you guys are just hating on people like it's, it's immature grow up um with that thank you so much for listening uh this is episode 39 of the morgue the official core feed podcast and again i thank you guys for listening uh i hope you guys are enjoying this final girls uh event going on i thank mr nick valdez comicbook.com of always uh being there and being uh and being mr howdy um and uh i want to thank glenn for providing us with the music uh check out the social feeds check out the instagram Check out the Facebook, uh, you know, leave a comment, leave a message. Again, if you have anything you want to share, by all means, you know where to message me. We love doing this because we love doing it. And I'm glad you guys are digging it. So we'll see you next time, guys. And always remember, it's a scary world out there. But we're here to walk you through